You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode 61. So, your teen has chosen their topic for their latest research assignment, investigation, or inquiry task, and now they have to come up with a research question. So today, we're going to talk about what makes a great research question, how should they word it, and how can they craft it so that it gives them access to those top criteria in the mark scheme. I'm Katie Jones, and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence. And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey, VIPs, how are you doing? I hope you're well. And for all of you in the Southern Hemisphere, I hope semester two is getting off to a rock solid start. And for anyone in the Northern Hemisphere or in international schools, especially my friends in sunny England, where it actually is sunny right now, I hope that you are enjoying the start of your summer holidays. Things are really good here, although as you can maybe tell from my voice, I'm just getting over a cold right now, but I'm feeling fine and it's actually been kind of good timing (laughs) that I got it out of the way over the weekend because I have got a busy couple of weeks coming up. I'm running a professional development workshop for teachers this Friday. As I record this, it will have actually just been and gone when this episode is released, which is big because it's a full day event. But I love doing teacher professional development workshops because it is just so good to be sharing more and more of this work and these strategies with those keen teachers so that more and more of it makes it into your teens' classrooms and the everyday teaching that they are receiving. And then on the Sunday, another week after that, so it'll be this coming Sunday as you listen to this, we have the Next Level Semester 2 event happening. It's called Maximizing Your Exam Technique, which I am doing lots of planning and prep for right now. This is for our Next Level Coaching members only as it builds and expands upon the exam technique concepts in the 10WGT. Because Next Level is my small group coaching just for students who have completed the 10-week grade transformation program and want to stay on track and keep applying and actioning and honing and building their skills. So none of the concepts that I'm going to be sharing that we're going to be practicing and covering are going to be brand new because everything students need to be successful in their study is in the 10-week grade transformation program. But I always plan and create these events from scratch so that the examples, the focus areas, the practice, the way I teach and deliver it, the way that we work on these workshops is always fresh and different and kind of lands in a different way for the students so that it really solidifies and extends their skills. And I will share with you a bit more about what we're going to be getting up to in that event with you next week because you know I love all things exam technique so I'll be really keen to share a few bits and pieces with you and I can tell you for those of you with teens who are coming to it it is going to be epic. So now today for something 
I don't love. <laughs> Just joking. Kind of. I'm talking about blank canvases, coming up with ideas out of thin air, having freedom to choose your own path in an investigation or an inquiry. Because I know that it kind of sounds like it should be awesome. It sounds like it should be fun and exciting to have that freedom and that choice. And I know that for some people and for some students, it is. In fact, I kind of think that a blank canvas and free choice is a bit of a like marzipan thing or coriander. It's one of those love it or hate it things. And personally, I love marzipan and coriander, much to my husband's disgust on both of those. But that is to my advantage, really. It means that I always get the marzipan one in a box of chocolates, which is my absolute favorite. So can be good news. But what isn't my favorite thing? is having to come up with something from nothing, turning that blank canvas into a finished work of art. In fact, I would even say it's the getting started that for me is the hardest part. Once I'm going with an idea, I'm okay. But personally, I just really need a starting point, something to base things on, something to get things going in the right direction. So whether your teen loves total freedom and is great at coming up with high quality ideas, or is more like me and prefers something to work from, then either way, I hope this episode will be helpful for you because it'll help refine all of their ideas when your teen has plenty of them and it'll help generate some ideas if they are just struggling to come up with them. So either way, it will give them a structure, a framework to start off the process or to hone what they have. Now on the last episode, episode 60, I shared my recommendations on helping your teen come up with a great topic in open tasks or assignments where they get some sort of free choice on what it is they want to investigate. And today, I'm going to deliver the next step to that, how to come up with a high quality research question. This is the question that guides their inquiry, the question that they actually have to answer. And just for clarity, I am going to be interchanging the words inquiry question or research question. And you can sub in the particular wording that your team might use for this. They are all the same thing. It's the one big question that guides your team's assignment or project or assessment task. So just want to make that clear because there is a major misconception I see happening with research projects and inquiry tasks and that is thinking it's all about collecting and delivering information about the topic. A bit like being a student version of Wikipedia. But the key here is to not mistake the inquiry question for being about the information they're going to go and find as a result of asking it. Now, let me say that again. Don't mistake the inquiry question for being about the information they're going to find as a result of asking it. And let me explain what I mean by that. Inquiry tasks and investigations are not about asking a question that will mean we then go and find out lots of information to answer it with just facts and stats. That type of research may well be required as part of answering it, but it's not just about finding lots and lots of facts and information. Successful and high quality inquiry tasks and research investigations are about collecting the most relevant information and then 
most significantly focusing on what is then done with that information. Is it linked together and synthesized? Is it analyzed? Is it evaluated? Because I've seen and marked and moderated so many assignments and essays where this critical mistake has been made, where they're all about collecting and recounting and telling information. And it's totally understandable why this happens. Because back in year seven or eight, or even back in those primary years projects, it was all about collecting and recounting information. It was all about finding out about a topic. But as we move up through the years, particularly, this really takes hold, I would say, in year nine and above. It's absolutely critical in those senior years. Things subtly but significantly change. But no one announces it. No one says, okay, so you're used to doing research projects about a topic, but now for this one, just so you know, we've slightly changed the name to being a research inquiry or an investigation. And big buzzer alert, (laughs) that requires more than just telling us all about a topic. And I really want to emphasize this because it's one of the main ways I see students putting in lots of effort and loads of time on research and Googling away for hours, collecting tons of totally valid and correct and detailed information, and then presenting all that information beautifully, but getting a mediocre result and then being left confused and maybe disheartened about the result that they get. And it's because they've not been explicitly told, maybe. They've not just magically realized that even though that used to be what got them top marks and gold stars, the rules of the game have changed. In fact, it's more like playing a whole different game, (laughs) even though it looks the same. It's like going from the squares on the game board being for snakes and ladders before to now We've still got squares on the board, but we're playing chess. It's much more strategic. The moves need to be more thought out. It's a higher level of game. So your team needs to come up with a chess quality research question, not a snakes and ladders level research question. And that means we need to get away from asking questions at the lower command levels of just describe or explain. And we need to be asking them at the analyze and evaluate level. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about command words or the levels of them before, then you definitely need to come to one of my future webinars because these are so integral to so much of your teen's study, their assignments, their essays, their exams, and their everyday textbook questions. But for now, just be aware that there are different levels of cognition, different levels of demand and difficulty when it comes to working with topics and information. So let me give you an example. It's much easier to define global warming, to state what it is, than it is to explain global warming, to explain how it happens. Those are two different commands, explain or define, but they're the exact same topic. And like I said, it used to be fine for your team to do lots of describing and explaining in their research projects, but not once they're in really year nine and above. Now they're going to need to be analyzing and evaluating that information if they want to achieve a C grade or above, really. 
And I say year nine there with some flexibility. It is just a guide. They may well be required to do some of this in year eight or even maybe in year seven. Or maybe they'll still get away with this a little bit in year nine, but definitely not in those senior years. So just take that as a guide. It's my observations and experience. It is not a hard and fast year group line or a specific change that happens at that exact point in the curriculum. But on the other hand, that's why it's subtle. That's why many students don't realize that the game has changed and that they need to start making those chess level moves. So here is the strategy that I advise students to use. Once they've decided on their topic and go back and check out episode 60 for that, they then need to come up with ideally an analysis or evaluation level question about a specific element or aspect within that topic. And then bonus tip, They can use the lower level commands to structure and ladder up any sub questions that they might also need to write. It's all about going narrow and deep on their inquiry. So they laser in on one aspect and then go deep with the research and discussion on that particular area. We are not trying to tell the marker everything about the topic. That would be going wide and shallow. We want to stick to narrow so that we spend more of the word count on delving into the detail and analyzing and evaluating it. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Let's say they're doing a research inquiry on genetic engineering. They don't want the research question to be, what is genetic engineering? That would technically just require a description of what it is, a statement or a definition. Maybe they might also give some explanation of how genetic engineering works, but that is not going to be good enough. It is way too basic. It's too shallow. So let's go the next level up in those cognitions, in those command words. Maybe they could ask, what is genetic engineering used for? That would be at the application level. They're investigating how it's applied in the real world. And that would require describing real life examples, explaining how they work. So lots more scope here, but still fairly wide and shallow. We could give lots of examples, but not necessarily go into that much depth on them. Because remember, what we want is something very specific so that it's narrow and investigated at an analysis or evaluation level. So they go deep. Like this example, how has the use of genetically modified crops helped reduce malnutrition in less economically developed countries. This is a real life application, but instead of investigating lots of different examples at a more superficial level, we are now analyzing how one aspect, one application has had a real life impact. It gives the opportunity to discuss the different types of crops that have been genetically modified. It allows us to explain the science of how that is done and in what places this has been done, where it's been maybe trialed and used. And we're going to need to get lots of information and data and research, but it is focused and it allows a depth of inquiry that also covers the impact of that science and means we're analyzing and making links. 
Another way to word it could be: To what extent has genetically modified rice reduced malnutrition? Or we could word it as improved health in less economically developed countries. This would be an evaluation level question because it requires a judgment. To what extent has it worked or been effective? Now the student here would still need to describe and explain the topic to get them started, and they do that in their introduction or rationale. So it's not that there isn't any describe or explain level information here. It's just not the only information. It's not as far as the investigation goes. We're not just doing lots of describing and explaining. It's not a fact finding mission. It's an analysis or evaluation mission. It's making links and connections and getting into the effects and the impact and what that means for that population or for the world. And this is where those top criteria, those higher level marks, and grade descriptors are at. It is never just about write all you can about the topic. It's about taking that blank canvas and giving it structure and depth. We're looking to create here a detailed and intricate work of art, not paint a whole big wall in lots of interesting but superficial brushstrokes. And although this does therefore require high-level skills, and it is more challenging cognitively, which is what allows them to hit more of those top criteria, this is also good news, I think, for you and your teen, because it means that it is more restricted in terms of the research that is required. So it reduces the likelihood of. The whole thing ballooning into this huge, overwhelming mammoth task that then eats up so much of your teen's time, finding never-ending information and research. They focus their time and their effort on digging deep and working at those higher cognitive levels. So I hope you find this useful, and if you found anything on the podcast helpful, please give the podcast a rating wherever you listen in whatever app you listen to this. Leave a review, sharing one thing that has been helpful, or take a screenshot and share it with a friend who you think might also benefit from this. I'll be so grateful if you do just one of those things, and you'll be putting out some positive karma into the world as well. I hope you have a brilliant. Rest of your day, and I will meet you back here for another episode next week. Take care. Bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible results with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program and I'll see you there.